Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, good evening. And greetings to those who follow us on the transmission of this Mass. If I were to give a title to my homily today, it would be this. Whoever, whoever loves, sees. Yes, because when we don't love, we can't see. And so we're in the dark, we're blind. We don't see where we're going or why we're walking in the first place. So let's look at the scriptures. The first reading from Jeremiah is a prophecy about three things. First, it's about the future age of salvation when God will save his people. Second, it's about returning home to the promised land after being in exile. And third, it includes a prophecy of who's going to be part of the remnant of that remnant of Israel. And the group that stands out is the blind and the lame. And this is the link to the gospel. Just as Jeremiah prophesied that the blind would follow the way and the path home to Jerusalem and to Zion, so too now. Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus so that Bartimaeus can follow Jesus. Not to the earthly Jerusalem, but to the new Jerusalem, to the new Zion, to the new heavens and the new earth, which Jesus inaugurates through his passion, death, and resurrection, which is to say, through his love. As I said, we are all sometimes blind Bartimaeus. I want to share with you an experience of a seminarian named Rick, a young seminarian. 
He was able to overcome his spiritual blindness. Rick was a cradle Catholic, meaning that he was born in a family that was Catholic. And so he was baptized, he made his first communion, but he didn't have any other spiritual or catechetical formation where he learned to make the word of God a guide of his life. At the age of 15, he met other young people from his youth group and became first a parish leader and then a national leader. At the age of 18, he began to think about the possibility of giving his life totally to God, to the church, to humanity. At 20, he entered the seminary. And while he was studying philosophy, he began to have serious doubts about his faith. He remembers taking an exam on the rational proofs of the existence of God and getting an A in that course without believing anything that he was saying. And this doubt that he had inside kept growing and growing more intense that he began to think about leaving Christianity altogether. He was distraught because his life was going to get very complicated. He was especially sorry to have to leave an experience he had begun in those years with people in the parish who were truly trying to live the gospel. But he thought, too bad what they live is not true. He was supposed to start his theological studies, but the turmoil he had inside kept him, or rather kept getting stronger and stronger. Eventually, he'd have to make a decision. His vocation director, the priest who oversees seminarians, suggested he go to a special parish where parishioners truly try to live a gospel lifestyle. His vocation director encouraged him by saying that Jesus didn't come to bring a system of ideas, but a new way of life. And in order to know if his message is true, you first have to live it through and through. The first few months at the parish were not easy because he couldn't, he couldn't get past rationalizing everything. He saw the people living in a fantasy world. He heard so many beautiful things by so many holy, holy people. And he said to himself, these things are so beautiful that they deserve to be true, but too bad they aren't. He met a parishioner in his who, who in his youth, this parishioner when he was a young person, had been an intellectual atheist. In conversation with this former atheist, Rick said to him, someone told me that in order to truly start loving each neighbor, one has to cut off one's head. But I don't think that's true. We have intelligence to deal with, to deal with and solve problems. But this parishioner responded by saying, it's not about running around like a headless chicken. You cut, you cut off your head, not to be without a head, 
but to put the mind of Jesus in place of yours. This, this means having more intelligence, not less. After a couple of months at the parish, Rick, Rick said to himself, once I finish my time here, I'm leaving the faith behind. But while I'm here, for consistency's sake, I'll play the game. I'll start to love each person I meet. I'll start to live for others. Doing this helped Rick maintain his sanity because while he focused on sharing the joys and sufferings of others, he forgot about his own and found relief from the constant tension he was living inside. He understood that Christian faith is qualified by love. One of his biggest challenges was to, under, was to understand how suffering could turn into love, how the embrace of Jesus forsaken on the cross could transform suffering into love and make a person an instrument of life. He couldn't understand that. It was hard for him to understand that true love was not about feelings, but was personified by Christ on the cross who felt abandoned by heaven and earth. That that was the most perfect definition of what love is. He finally understood, he finally understood it when he found something a saint wrote regarding the cry of abandonment of Jesus on the cross. The writing said the following, you who are light made yourself darkness for us. You who were wisdom became ignorance to the point of asking why. You who saw more clearly than anyone became blind. Those words struck such a deep chord in Rick that he went to the chapel and turned to God saying, is this the measure of the love you want from me? Okay, I'm willing to go on like this, blind, in the dark, without being able to see for the rest of my life. If you leave me in this state, I'll go crazy. But the cross is foolishness to human reasoning, as St. Paul says. So I too am ready to endure this madness. In this moment, I say yes to you for the rest of my life. For Rick, it was one of those moments when you see the truth of the gospel. Because from that moment on, the light returned. Today, Rick is Father Rick. And he was able to confirm through his experience that only the one who loves sees. Didn't Jesus say in John 14, 21, I will manifest myself to whoever loves, to whoever loves me? Isn't Rick's experience of seeing a logical consequence of the fact that whoever does not love does not know God because God is love? And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man responded, Master, I want to see. 
Only the one who sees, only the one who loves, sees.